What's going on, everybody? This is a new episode of the Bitcoin Source, a Bitcoin conversation. I have a special guest in the building, um, Tushi. She's going to really, uh, you know, open people's eyes to Bitcoin and what's going on in West Africa, Nigeria. So to get things started, could you introduce yourself to the world and to the audience? Hi, everybody. So um, my name is Tochi, Tochi Onya, and I am a young Nigerian Bitcoin believer. So I'm not really one for titles and, you know, all of that. I honestly just like to introduce myself as simple as possible, you know, with my name and probably what I stand stand for, right? So, yeah, so my name is Tochi. And, you know, I am a Bitcoiner in Nigeria, a Bitcoin believer who, you know, is pushing towards the adoption of Bitcoin awesome, in Nigeria awesome. and in West Africa. Yes, most definitely. And uh, Tushi, so, I mean, there's so many things I want to ask you because every time I look on LinkedIn or social media and I type in Bitcoin or Nigeria, your name is always popping up. You're always involved in things. If it's not for Paxful, it's for different conferences, different meetups that you're really doing. So I'm just super proud as a first generation West African to see so many Africans on the continent continuing to push this narrative that Bitcoin is the solution for a lot of the financial, social and political issues that we see in Africa, Nigeria, Ghana. Togo, Benin, all these different places that are hungry and willing to accept Bitcoin. But before we really get deep into our conversation, like I'd love to hear your um, your orange pill story, like how you first got started into Bitcoin, what drew your curiosity to get into the digital assets. So could you kind of give the audience a quick little background story on how you got started in Bitcoin? Awesome. awesome. That's exactly the story I like to tell. The first time I heard about Bitcoin was in 2012. You know, I was at home, my parents were at home, my siblings, everybody was at home. And then, you know, my elder sister came home one day and she was telling my parents about this new investment platform that she came, that she bumped into and it's called Bitcoin. From her explanation, she said, um, Bitcoin is, is, a good, is a good investment. It's, a, it's as good as gold, right? She didn't really have a good understanding of what Bitcoin was at the time, but she was just excited about it and wanted us to, you know, explore. I think at the time Bitcoin was, I'm not sure, but it wasn't so expensive. I think $50,000 or so, it was, it was, it was, you know, at a very low price at the time. But because she didn't really have an understanding of what Bitcoin really is, um, she couldn't really um, explain things to us. She couldn't really sell Bitcoin to us. And so, you know, everybody just, you know, shrugged and you know, ignored the whole. We just thought she was just merely being excited about something she had found out about. And then fast forward then down to 2019, you know, I was in school trying to, you know, wrapping up my BSc and my classmate was working on a project, you know, in Nigeria, we call we call the project, but it's kind of like final year thesis and research work and all of that. So the topic for his research work was on blockchain, and I studied accounting, right? And he, so his um, research was on blockchain for accounting, and so I got curious, you know, what exactly is blockchain? What is blockchain doing? How is blockchain going to revolutionize the accounting sector? And then gradually, I started, um, you know researching about blockchain. Funny enough, I started there. 
I started reading up about blockchain, making some deep research about the technology. And then I started exploring, actually. And, and Bitcoin was the first, um, you know, I bought, I first bought Bitcoin and, you know, I was trying to explore how everything works while still studied and trying to understand really the potential and, and the, the potential of Bitcoin, basically. So, you know, in the whole process of, you know, researching and studying, I found out that actually Bitcoin, you know, Bitcoin is the real deal. And from there, I decided to focus all of my energy in promoting Bitcoin and, you know, just talking about Bitcoin, orange peeling people about Bitcoin and, um, you know, getting people onboarded. And so far, it's been it's been a beautiful ride, a ride that um, I am excited to have jumped on. And I, I, I only wish I had, you know, you know, stumbled on it earlier or that I had, you know, tr tried as much as possible to ask questions as early as 2012 when my sister was talking about it. So, so far, um, this is my orange peeling story and it's been an exciting journey so far. In today's fast-paced digital world, showing your support for the things you love doesn't have to break the bank. With just a few seconds of your time, you can help us at the Bitcoin source by liking our content, subscribing to our channel, pressing the notification bell, and leaving a comment with your thoughts. Every interaction helps us to grow and improve, and we are grateful for your support. So if you are a fan of our content, take a moment to show your love and help us to continue to deliver high-quality, informative content about Bitcoin and the world of cryptocurrency. Your support means the world to us, and we can't thank you enough for being a part of the Bitcoin Source community. Now back to the episode. Yeah, that, that story is awesome. And, you know, it, it's just incredible to see, you know, especially women in the space doing the things that they're doing in Nigeria in particular. Yourself, Maria Moswin, who is a, a great friend of mine, um, you know, Bitcoin Dada, Marcel, there's just so many people, Noeline, there's just so many people in the space that um, in Africa in particular, where I see these powerhouse women that are just really crushing it and doing the best that they can to really educate people on Bitcoin. So your orange pill story is incredible because there's so many people coming out of West Africa, coming out of Africa in general that have no idea what Bitcoin is. They're looking for a solution to um, their savings issues, you know, investing money, because as we know, um, remittances is huge in Nigeria and other places in Africa. And um, people are always looking for a better life, a better way to um, take their sweat equity and make it something that's worth something instead of just having it in Naira or some of these other currencies that really don't hold the value or the inflation rate fluctuates from day to day. <laughs> and that kind of leads to a point I wanted to make, Tushi, which was, um, you know, you're doing a lot of major things on the marketing side in Nigeria. And I think that you have a unique perspective on Bitcoin adoption in the country. So what factors do you think have contributed to the growing interest in Bitcoin amongst Nigerians? Mm, interesting question. So, um, you know, recently somebody asked the same question. Somebody asked me through this question at me, although not in the same exact manner. And, you know, it just made me think, you know, what, 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 what exactly has contributed to the growing interest of, of, you know, Bitcoin for Bitcoin in Nigeria. And the truth is, there is a lot of crypto garbage going on in the country, right? A lot of shitcoin and, you know, crypto promotions going on in the country. 
but but even even at that there is still a very fast growing interest in bitcoin amongst nigeria and i'd say that's mostly because oh this is just in my opinion anyway um and from my experience i would say um one of the major factor is the strength of the community that we have in nigeria um the, the bitcoin community in nigeria is a community that i think is um is, is really strong and you know as much as possible everybody in the community is you know deeply involved in the, in the whole orange peeling business like orange peeling people about bitcoin and everybody in the nigerian in the nigerian bitcoin community is passionate about bitcoin i've seen people give their 100% just for bitcoin to be um spoken about for bitcoin to be adopted for people to accept and get to understand bitcoin so I'd say one of the reasons why there was a fast-growing interest in Bitcoin amongst Nigeria is the community. Although the community is not so big, but at the same time, we have members of the community who have a, who have a considerable um, amount of network, right? So let's say one person in the community can arrange peel at least 100 people, right? That's, that's a, a good number because this other 100 people would probably go on to orange peel the next hundred people and so it keeps it keeps spreading like a wildfire and so i'll say one of the major factors that is contributing to the growing interest in bitcoin is um the passion that members of the bitcoin community have and i mean the visible passion that people are seeing i mean like you mentioned there are a whole lot of bitcoiners actually that you probably may not may have not you know heard about there are people doing the groundwork right here in Abuja, as of last year, we literally were using our feet to storm markets, right? In Nigeria, we have, in Abuja, for instance, Abuja, Nigeria. Abuja is the capital city of Nigeria, and this is where I'm based. So in, in, as of last year, to, during this time last year, right, it got to a point where we used to, you know, leave, the, leave our homes, leave our offices, and go out to businesses, go out to the market, like literally to the market and start orange peeling business owners, business people, entrepreneurs about Bitcoin and how they can use Bitcoin for, you know, for their daily business, their daily life and you know, overall activities. This is passion that this is the passion that, you know, the members of the community are using to, you know, ensure that the, the whole um, the whole idea and concept of Bitcoin is being heard by everyone who needs to get out of the enslavement of you know um of the fiat system and all of that so yeah i think i think this is what i would have what i, what I would say and this is just one of the contribution of course there are probably other factors that are um contributing to the interest in bitcoin but i'll say this is like this is the one that stands out for me i love to hear that that perspective because there's so many outlets there's so many media houses that are trying to get the narrative on Nigeria, get the boots on the ground story of like what is causing this massive rate of people adopting this asset in the country. I mean, we know that inflation is bad. There's there's political issues that go on in the country that cause, you know, people to want to, you know, kind of find a different route, a different avenue to secure their wealth. And then, you know, we also have corruption, which is a big issue in, in, in a lot of countries. But not to be on the negative side of things, you know, when you look at Nigeria, you have 
you know, well over 40% of Nigerians that are using crypto. Mm -hmm. But we all know that crypto and Bitcoin are two different things. And mm -hmm. Bitcoin sometimes faces that skepticism from regulators and the traditional banking institutions, especially in places like in like Nigeria. So how do you see like the Nigerian government and those regulatory bodies kind of responding to this growing popularity of Bitcoin? Um, of course, you know, at first the response isn't going to be very friendly. Looking back at, you know, what has happened in Nigeria and regulators and the federal government of Nigeria and the central bank, you know, the, the receptiveness hasn't really been friendly, right? You know, especially in 2020. In fact, in 2020 was the second time the central bank was issuing um, an instruction like that, you know, instructing financial institutions to not facilitate any Bitcoin or for general crypto transactions, right? So I would say the, the, the receptiveness in, from the, you know, regulator's point of view hasn't really been friendly, right? But then Bitcoin is a technology that is unstoppable. It is not something that can be, you know, stopped no matter how much or how, or how hard they try. You know, the central bank has come and, you know, released their own circular, their memos and instructions, telling financial institutions what to do and how to stay away from everything that has to do with Bitcoin transactions. As a matter of fact, if I'm trying to make a bank transaction or a bank transfer and I um, mistakenly um, impute Bitcoin, or BTC in my description, my account is immediately going to get frozen. And this is the standing instruction that has been on for years, right? The central bank or financial institution is not condoning anything Bitcoin, any sort of Bitcoin transaction, right? But then at the same time, there's really nothing they can do because Bitcoin is unstoppable. It's not something that they can put a hold on. Some a few years ago, the federal government of Nigeria banned Twitter. They banned Nigerians from using the Twitter app. But guess what? Nigerians found a way. They started using VPN to access Twitter and continue tweeting. So, but this is like to sh to show that you know, no matter what is being thrown at us by the government or by the regulators, things like this would still stand. Bitcoin is unstoppable. It is a decentralized peer-to-peer -peer network that is not controlled by anybody. So even the government doesn't have a say. The government cannot control what we do as individuals who are citizens. They cannot come to our houses and say, oh, no, you don't, don't get to send or receive Bitcoin because, you know, that would be basically um, infringing on our human rights. So they can't go to that extent. The only thing they can do is control what they can control, which is the financial institution. Other than that, they have no control whatsoever. They have no control as to um, stopping Nigerians from using Bitcoin for their transactions. They have no, they have no power to, you know, stop Bitcoin in, you know, in Nigeria. It's not, it's not possible. It's not going to happen. But then here is what, 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 you know, the tricky thing about it. They know that they cannot stop. Bitcoin. They know that they cannot stop a technology like Bitcoin and they see the growing interest of Nigerians on Bitcoin. And so what did they do? They now decided to work on their own decentralized currency. You know, it is INERA, this um the Nigerian CBDC. 
And, you know, because they know that Nigerians will not leave um, Bitcoin, they, dis they decided to, you know, create the era such that if... So I guess in their mind, they think that um, perhaps Nigerians just want a digital kind of money. So let's give it to them, right? But I, th I think they fail to understand that it is beyond having a digital currency. Nigeria, what, what people are looking for is beyond having a digital form of money or a digital currency. Otherwise, people wouldn't be so, I mean, the whole push for adoption wouldn't be this serious because, I mean, anybody can use any, any, any form of digital currency, right? The whole, the whole point is the financial freedom that Bitcoin comes with. And no matter how good or how attractive their in-era or CBDC claim to be, it wouldn't be as good as what Bitcoin is doing. Right. So they know that they cannot stop the revolution. They know that they cannot stop people or they cannot stop Nigerians from getting curious and trying to explore Bitcoin and, and for them to see how Bitcoin can improve their life. They know that they can't stop this. So they're now looking for an alternative of which they can control. Right. A digital currency which they can control. So here it is. They're giving the people a digital form of money. Uh, a digital form of money in which they can still have control over. But of course, you know, it's, it hasn't really been a success. It's one thing to, to make a particular digital currency a legal tender. It is another thing for the people to accept it. So the central bank have, you know, created their own CBDCs, but did the people accept it? No, there's no acceptance. Inera doesn't have, um, any sort of as much as acceptance as it should have, right, as compared to what Bitcoin is. So Bitcoin is highly unstoppable. It is revolutionary, irrespective of what the regulators are planning or what they're trying to do. Um, I think, in fact, I think it is high time that they get to a point where they see that, oh, um, they can't stop this thing. So it's high time they join the, the you know, they join the train and, you know, let everybody stay along and keep taking this thing to... The promised land, which is financial freedom and financial inclusion for everyone, irrespective of social class or geographical location or even race. Yeah, that's an awesome, awesome answer. And, you know, there's all these challenges, but there's also these huge amounts of opportunities. And that's what makes Bitcoin so beautiful, because this open source network is available to everybody. There's no middleman. There's no gatekeeper. You know, Africa has been locked out of so many opportunities, whether it was access to the Internet, access to the newest technologies or the newest innovations. And Bitcoin just comes in and just takes a hold of the most ambitious entrepreneurial people in the country, which Nigeria has a ton of those people. And you see the response from the government, like you said, with the Inara and just the crackdowns of um, seizing people's bank accounts, you know, banning certain uh, digital currencies to be, you know, traded in the country. Um, I know Binance had a couple issues in Nigeria as well. And it's just one of those things where, um, you know, you have people in the country that are really in a place of truly understanding why this is important and what this means for Africa a few years down the road when you see CBDCs, you see digital asset, digital currencies popping up everywhere across the globe. Um, you know, you have people like Abu Bakari where he does a lot of things at Recursive Capital and with Jack Dorsey and, you know, him being an engineer or um, Katatsu from Manchinkora, these guys are just 
doing things that I personally think is on the level of like a Steve Jobs or, you know, uh, a Bill Gates or something, but they're African. They look like us. They're coming from impoverished communities and they're all about educating people. And, you know, that kind of really makes me proud and happy to see that um, Bitcoin is being used where it's most needed and most important. In today's fast paced digital world, showing your support for the things you love doesn't have to break the bank. With just a few seconds of your time, you can help us at the Bitcoin source by liking our content, subscribing to our channel, pressing the notification bell and leaving a comment with your thoughts. Every interaction helps us to grow and improve, and we are grateful for your support. So if you are a fan of our content, take a moment to show your love and help us to continue to deliver high quality, informative content about Bitcoin and the world of cryptocurrency. Your support means the world to us, and we can't thank you enough for being a part of the Bitcoin source community. Now back to the episode. To get the elephant in the room out the way, this is a question that I personally wanted to ask you which was um, an event that happened a few days ago, which I think was huge. And a lot of outlets talked about it. I wrote about it on Black Bitcoin Billionaires as well. And I tried to highlight as many people as I could that attended the event across the continent. But um, the Africa Bitcoin Conference held um, a one-day event called Africa Bitcoin Day, which involved discussions of the impact of education and adoption across 11 different countries in Africa. Could you tell us about your experience at the event in Nigeria? Honestly, it was a beautiful experience. Thinking about it right now, you know, it just, you know, makes me smile. <laughs> um, it, it really was interesting, to be honest, right? And the African Bitcoin Day made me see how um, people are really interested in things like this and, you know, things that pertains to Bitcoin. So um, on that day, I think we had, in fact, the hall that we used was maxed out. Everywhere was filled up. And maybe after this call, I'll probably send you more pictures as to, you know, so you'd see the hall, the people in it, and, you know, the, whole, the way the whole thing happened. Probably um, a picture story would help. I would send, I would send some across to you. But it's, it was really a beautiful experience. I wasn't expecting anything less anyway. So, um, you know, I was opportune to be one of the speakers on, on that day among several other Bitcoiners like Heritage, Nicodemus, um, Gerald, um, Mary Maswin, Ayobami. These are all the Nigerian Bitcoiners that we have that, you know, that tuned in on that day. And, you know, we, we, we discussed about um, Bitcoin in general. We talked about adoption. Um, Bitcoin adoption in, in Nigeria and we talked about community as well and one of the things we talked about about community was you know three three or four years ago we didn't have as we didn't have a community a Bitcoin community as solid as the one that we have currently in Nigeria all right and this ha this is mostly because of the work of Bitcoiners and people who have dedicated their time and resources to be on the ground orange peeling people and you know making people see the actual the true potential of bitcoin and what bitcoin can do so basically the work of education have, has helped to um grow the bitcoin community that we have and it was all fun it was all joy and you know we also had to talk about lightning network and how lightning network can um fast track adoption and on this we had heritage we had onions man 
we had honest man is lightning developer we have um we had samson on the shago he was also on the panel where, we just, where they talked about the lightning network and how the lightning network can you know you know foster bitcoin adoption through small small um payments and interestingly people people were free to ask questions and a lot of questions people were asking were really interesting questions questions that needed to be addressed at that point in time especially when it comes to lightning network and also to i wouldn't say surprisingly um, a lot of people or i would say a handful of people didn't really understand what um the lightning network was right so it was at that event we had to you know we had to start explaining what the lightning network was and how the lightning network is helping the entire bitcoin ecosystem to fast track adoption through by by enabling smaller payments you know i saw how curious people were people were asking questions about the lightning network how they can integrate bitcoin as a means of payments in their businesses and how you know as for freelancers who were there they were, they were asking how how easy they could begin to start receiving bitcoin as a means of payment for their services so overall i would say it was a beautiful experience it was fun also and it was really enlightening i love the fact that on that day it was so open and free that you know people could ask questions you know in fact people could even disagree on a particular subject and somebody somebody would come up and try to clarify so it was really fun um and exciting people were asking questions it was educative and overall i would say um the bond you know we're, we're beginning to have a stronger bond the community is growing and you know exciting times really i think what it really did was it gave the world a peer view into seeing the unity of Africa and how so many different countries in Africa understand Bitcoin and want to see Bitcoin actually continue to grow. I mean, you had all different kind of countries, Ghana, Nigeria, Kenya, um, you know, Uganda, there was just people doing Bitcoin day all over. And it was just beautiful to see it. And me as a, you know, a content writer, you know, it was just great to actually write stories about people from Africa and using Bitcoin. And I was just so proud to write that piece. And I had to make sure that I utilized a lot of the beautiful photos and stuff that you took of the event of people in their, you know, their traditional garments and the colorful African clothing. And I think that that's just a great celebration of how Africa is trying to do their best to really just, you know, bring unity and bring an understanding that um, Bitcoin is bigger than the individual and that we have to utilize this to kind of free so many people that don't have a voice. And I just think that um, educators such as yourself that are articulate, smart and witty um, have a duty to kind of really go out there and push the narrative that uh, Bitcoin is something that's going to really uh, benefit our society. And as you can see, there's so many crazy things going on in the world right now. And I think that Bitcoin becomes a solution for those things when you really um, take a step back and study this asset and make the connections you can make by networking with the right people. And you'd be surprised how people are so helpful, positive um, and nice. And they'll take the shirt off their back to help you. So um, I'm always proud to see um, places outside of America, the global South, um, third world countries, as you may call them or whatever, to really just, um, you know, have a different narrative and have a different 
uh, place in the world where people aren't falling into the stereotypes or believing what they see on the media about Africa or Nigeria being a place full of scams or whatever. There's a lot of people in the country of Nigeria that are honest people and people that are doing the right thing. So you're one of those individuals. So I'm just here to say I'm super proud of you. Um, Continue to push the narrative and educate people in your country. And, and, you know, very soon we'll see when this thing goes to hyper Bitcoinization, how important your work has been throughout these years. So thank you. Thank you for the kind words. Yeah, Tunchi. So this, this episode has been awesome. I learned a lot. I hope my guests and my audience learned a lot about what you do as a growth marketer, um, what's happening in Nigeria on the ground as far as Bitcoin goes. Um, before we wrap up, could you give people your social media handles, and any last future endeavors that you might want the audience to know about? Um, okay, so my social handles is Tochi Onya on Instagram, it's Tochi Onya on LinkedIn, it is Tochi Onya on Facebook, it is, you know, the same name across all social media. Um, yeah, so that's th- th- these are my, my social media handles. And um, for the next um, thing, you know, is just to basically keep promoting bitcoin keep promoting bitcoin lifestyle bitcoin community orange peeling as many people as possible who needs to um know about bitcoin and begin to you know accept and adopt bitcoin for their everyday life so the work continues and frankly speaking we see as much as we've made progress over the years um we still have a lot of work we still have a lot of work to do not just in nigeria uh, I mean, even in Nigeria, we have 36 states in Nigeria. We have a lot of grounds to cover in Nigeria. And Nigeria has over 220 million people. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of underground work needed here in Nigeria. And, you know, in in Africa overall, we, we need to make people know about Bitcoin. And And the truth is, a lot of people haven't actually come to the full understanding of the potential of bitcoin some of them just have this wrong perception about bitcoin and that needs to change and the only way this change is you know for the work to continue and you know a lot of companies a lot of bitcoin organization and bitcoin communities are doing the work you know giving or giving out their resources and time for things like this and i think um, anyone who's listening to this she just um Try as much as possible to contribute on whatever capacity, either through your time, um, your resources, to ensure that, you know, people are free, people get the financial freedom and financial inclusion that Bitcoin um, offers. So uh, thank you very much for having me on the show. It's really been an exciting one sharing my journey and my experience as a Bitcoiner in Nigeria. Likewise, likewise. Tunchi, this this has been great. I'm, I'm super excited for you. I'm super excited for the future of Africa and Bitcoin. And podcasts like this are just doing their part to continue to push that message. And, you know, this is not financial advice. This is only educational advice. And people just need to take it as that. So, Tunchi, man, once again, uh, I, I'm just super proud and grateful to have you on the show. I hope to have you back at a later date so that we can continue to have conversations like this around Bitcoin and, you know, conversations that are going to uplift and educate people. So once again, thank you for taking time to be on the Bitcoin source, a Bitcoin conversation. Have a good one. Uh